You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Today's show is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. On today's show, our buddy Dan Matthews is going to join us, uh, executive producer for the Chuck Oliver Show. He's been filling it for Chuck all week long on his show. Plenty to discuss, particularly with the Georgia Bulldogs, as George Pickens suffers an ACL injury that is going to sideline him for some time. That is a monster loss for the Georgia Bulldogs. We'll talk with Dan in just a second about the fallout of that, what that means for Georgia moving forward. Also, we found out a little bit more about the mysterious departure of Jay Graham, who is leaving the University of Alabama by the end of this week. So we'll discuss all of that. But remember to subscribe and follow Locked on SEC for free wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, we are with you here five days a week. Join us now is our buddy Dan Matthews to talk all things SEC. He's been filling in for Chuck Oliver this week, executive producer of the Chuck Oliver Show. Dan, what's going on, man? I know you've been uh, filling in for Chuck this week. What's that been like? With uh, everything that's been happening with spring practices going on, pro days, uh, and uh, even to, uh, in the case of Alabama, having to uh, find a new coach. So even though it's the offseason, the news never stops. Well, let's start there, Ben. It's, uh, I, I was pretty surprised when I saw uh, yesterday that George Pickens had suffered an injury, and I said, oh, that's, that's not good, but it's early in the spring, and we'll see what happens. And then we find out it's an ACL injury, and, man, we know ACLs, that sidelines you for some time. How big of a loss is that for Georgia losing George Pickens? It can't be underscored. It's pretty huge. I mean, even though they've got the numbers uh, that they haven't had in a while at wide receiver, uh, when you lose a player at the talent and the athleticism of Pickens, you don't just replace it. That's going to take two or three guys to try to replace that. And, you know, having him on the field this year makes it a lot easier. I mean, you know, it's kind of like one of those things that Joe Burrow would have probably still been pretty good if he had not had Jamar Chase. But having Jamar Chase definitely helps. I mean, at Alabama, the same deal with Devonta Smith. Um, you know, and, and in, in no way am I comparing him to those two players, but I mean, he's, he's in that same category in terms of, you know, having uh, the athleticism and the talent um, that just can't be replaced. And I think the other part of it as well, Chris, is the thing that really bums you out about it if you're a Georgia fan is the perceived connection that he had with JT Daniels when Daniels took over late in the season last year. And, um, you know, it was uh, to the tune of 23 catches, 373 yards, and four touchdowns in those games, including in the bowl game against Cincinnati. So uh, it can't be underscored. It's huge, and uh, his production is not going to be easily replaced. Yeah, it's unbelievable uh, when you talk about who, you know, the guys coming back. Look, Jermaine Burton had a really good year for Georgia last year as a, as a freshman, and, you know, you expect he's going to take that next step forward as a sophomore. But, I mean, like you said, the numbers were night and day from when JT Daniels took over to, you know, the production with George Pickens. I know, um, you know, he and Kiaris Jackson did a good job, and Jackson will be back. But, man, it's uh, like you mentioned, you lose a key guy like this, it's, it's going to hurt. And all you can do is just cross your fingers. I mean, uh, you know, we've seen some ACL injuries. Guys come back quicker than others. You know, Adrian Peterson is the one that stands out to me in the NFL. He was able to come back the quickest I think we've ever seen from an ACL injury. But it's an injury that, 
you know, especially for a receiver, that's your knee. That's your that's what you need to be able to run routes and all that sort of thing. And so you have to be close to 100% to return. And so uh, I guess they're going to lean on those other guys to step up, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you have to. And I guess the good part about it, if there is a positive thing about it, a couple of things here. Number one is that Georgia's reporting through an MRI no other structural damage. So that definitely, in terms of, like you said, uh, is uh, more positive in terms of being able to return sooner rather than later. Uh, how soon that is, uh, who knows? I mean, like you said, if that's six months, that maybe he can uh, ramp up for about a month or so, then that puts you about uh, October or at the end of September uh, to get him on the field and uh, get him to finish up uh, a junior season and hopefully be able to have enough tape for the next level because you have to believe if uh, Pickens plays the ability that people believe he can, uh, that this likely would have been his last season uh, at Georgia. So we'll see if that uh, indeed happens. Uh, and I think the other part of it as well is that it happened now. It, it happened in the spring, and you know after just four practices, and that's what George has gone through to this point, you know that you have 11 more spring practices, summer workouts, and then fall camp to try to make sure that you guys in, you got guys in position and uh, ready to go and ready to make plays for you. And you mentioned a couple of names, Jermaine Burton. Uh, that's definitely uh, the first one that steps to mind. Uh, Kyrus Jackson, another one too, who – uh, was not only very productive for them early on in the season last year, he was incredibly productive on third down uh, for them last year. I believe I, I saw a stat that was put out uh, that said uh, that every single target to him on third down converted. So that's huge. And another player, too, Chris, that's getting a lot of buzz this uh, spring and, and even the offseason coming off uh, the performance he had in the bowl game is Arian Smith. Uh, real speedster, uh, known uh, for uh, his speed at the position in terms of the intricacies of the position, not really sure too much uh, how he has uh, progressed uh, from year one to year two. And then the other wild card in this as well is uh, a guy that's gone through this twice now at Georgia, unfortunately, uh, Dominic Blaylock. Is he able to return from uh, his ACL tear last year and able to uh, step in? And then uh, Marcus Roseme, uh, Jack Saint, uh, is he another one as well? If uh, people remember the Georgia-Florida game last year, uh, he was the one who dove uh, for the end zone and got hit in an awkward position and had a really bad leg injury that uh, ended uh, his season last year. So, um, like I said, they've got numbers, they've got options. It's just the unfortunate truth is those guys are not George Pickens. Yeah, just uh, to give you guys the stats in four games without JT Daniels, George Pickens had 140 yards receiving and two touchdowns with JT Daniels almost 400 yards receiving with four <laughs> touchdowns. So the numbers really, uh, they they picked up once uh, JT Daniels took over the quarterback spot. You know, maybe they spread the ball around more. Maybe we see that tight end spot used more. Trey McKitty, guy who was, uh, you know, obviously came in last year at the tight end spot, expected to contribute and didn't do a whole lot. John Fitzpatrick, Darnell Washington, some other guys at the tight end spot who may be able to step up next year. We will see more with uh, Dan Matthews right after this. Got to tell you about our friends at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. If you go to rockauto.com, you can shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They got everything you need for your car. Name it. Tail lamp, motor oil, uh, Freon, new carpet, anything you need. They have got it, whether you're a, a daily driver or one of those people who works on a classic car. They have got everything that you could possibly want for your vehicle at rockauto.com. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. 
quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle. Choose from the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, rockauto.com, always reliably low, and same for the professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car and make sure you write locked on in their how did you hear about us section so that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. Hey, get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with Locked On Today. Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts every morning. Follow Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. Continue our conversation with Dan Matthews, executive producer for the uh, Chuck Oliver Show. And Dan has slid over this week. He's been in the uh, host spot for uh, Chuck. I, I assume what? Chuck's doing some vacation time? Yeah, a little uh, rest, relaxation, uh, get away for a couple of days uh, before uh, opening day of Major League Baseball starts, and then, and of course, uh, the end of spring, and then uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, soon enough, we're doing this thing live and in person in Hoover, Alabama for SEC Media Days, uh, Lord willing, with the uh, the pandemic uh, taking hopefully a positive turn towards us being able to do that, so I think uh, just uh, trying to get some of that vacation time out of the way before we uh, get to the real fun part of the year. Uh, Dan, I'm curious your thoughts. I was surprised to see, you know, one of the big moves this offseason was Jay Graham leaving uh, the Tennessee Volunteers, heading over to University of Alabama to go be their tight ends coach and special teams coach. And it was a big get for Alabama with, you know, obviously they have a huge turnover in their staff every year in terms of assistant coaches. But, you know, we, we hear yesterday that, you know, he is leaving the program. And then, you know, we kind of hear um, or, or Jay Graham releases a statement and says, He's stepping away, uh, basically saying mental health is a part of this with the pandemic and everything that, uh, that you know, it's taken its toll on him. I think there's some be- people out there still, still a little skeptical because, you know, we're still waiting to find out the results of the University of Tennessee investigation that ended up in, you know, so many of those coaches losing their jobs. In your mind, I hate to be a cynic, but do you think maybe that's part of it, or is this really just Jay Graham having mental health issues and having to step away from the game? Well, I mean, I think if he's throwing it out there, you definitely have to be empathetic to um, you know him saying that, and definitely if that's the case, you hope that he's able to uh, step away, and if he needs uh, any uh, help in terms of uh, being able to battle those demons, uh, definitely uh, try to do that. Uh, I mean, I think that we all know that it's definitely a real thing. I think, uh, unfortunately, some of us have found out during the pandemic that uh, it affects uh, some other uh, different than uh, others. And, you know, in terms of uh, him, uh, if that's the case, I definitely uh, hope that uh, he gets the help. But, uh, no, I mean, you know, look, I, I don't think that it's, it's necessarily inappropriate to, to bring that up because, let's be honest here, I mean, he was part of a coaching staff that is going to be part of a large NCAA investigation uh, that caused a head coach to get fired with cause and will likely um, cause him to see a show cause put on him by the NCAA and likely other assistant coaches as well. So until we get direct confirmation, that's definitely skepticism. I mean, not skepticism. Uh, it's definitely conjecture. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's, it, it's fair to wonder because the timing of it is, is really, is really kind of strange, you know, where it's, he takes the job. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, some people would then wonder, all right, well, then why, when you knew what was happening at Tennessee, go ahead and take the job? I mean, 
my guess is maybe felt like, okay, um, I had nothing to do with it. I'm all good to go. Um, I can step over to uh, another program and, and continue being a coach and, and continue uh, on uh, down with this job. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's also too, it's kind of a reminder as well. Um, if he is uh, dealing with, uh, you know, some issues uh, personally that this job isn't easy. I mean, I think a lot of people look and see, you know, the nice, uh, the, the, the nice collared shirts and, and the gear you get and, and, and the trips you get to take and the winning and, and, and everything that comes with, uh, the, the Saturdays. But I mean, it's, it's a lot of time away from your family. It's a lot of time, um, that's, taxing on you personally. Um, and so I, I think that, uh, to certain points, some, some guys can internalize that a little bit better than others. And, uh, and some, and, and some guys need a break away. And, and if that's indeed what he needs, then, uh, definitely hope that, uh, he's able to, um, you know, get that time away that he needs and come back refreshed and, and have an opportunity to continue doing what I'm sure he loves. Yeah, and I've seen others like Cecil Hurd have said, look, no matter what mental health, health issues one might face, seeking help is the first step. And, um, you know, again, don't want to be cynical at all, but you have to wonder whether Tennessee mm-hmm. has, not condu- has not finished conducting their investigation. You know, maybe Alabama found out something after hiring him. Okay, oh, you were the one passing the McDonald's bags of cash. Okay, we may, may want to just part ways with you now before this thing goes any deeper. But again, here's hoping that's not the case, and uh, here's hoping he gets the help that he needs. Uh, Dan, we're in the middle of spring, or, or let's just say uh, – you know, pro days. It's there's no combine this year. Everybody's pro day has become their combine, and we're seeing a lot of the SEC schools this week. I saw you know South Carolina just yesterday had their pro day. J.C. Horn ran a four three seven forty. My goodness, if there was any doubt he was going to be a first round pick, he's absolutely going to be a first round pick. But you know, Alabama earlier this week, other schools. I know Georgia and Auburn had theirs last week. Anything you're looking for with any of the guys coming out of the SEC this year? Obviously, look, the first round is going to be low with talent from the SEC as it is every year in the NFL, but seems like this year they may have a chance to make a record. Any guy you got your eye on particularly? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mentioned Jamar Chase. You know, I think that uh, the question for me is going to be how much does the opt-out from last season either hurt or benefit him? Um, you know, he definitely put together a great tape in uh, 2019 uh, for NFL teams to uh, you know, really salivate at the opportunity to uh, possibly make a, uh, a push for uh, him to be on their team uh, through the draft. So I think that's going to be interesting. I mean, it'll uh, be uh, interesting to see how he uh, works out during, I'm assuming he'll be at LSU's pro day. Uh, Christian Barmore was one that I know a lot of people started to uh, generate some buzz about at the end of last season and how he played in the college football playoff. And I know his measurements and his performance at Alabama's Pro Day just a couple of days ago, um, that definitely got a lot of people excited about him. So it's so excited to the point where he was probably expected to be a late first round. Now it looks like, I mean, it sounds like he's probably creeping into the middle uh, of the uh, first round now. So I think uh, those two guys are the ones uh, that are uh, pretty interesting. I mean, uh, you got uh, Eric Stokes and uh, also Aziz Ojolari at Georgia. Uh, those were a couple of other players. I think that uh, are interesting to keep an eye on. But, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, we're going to be watching on that Thursday night from Cleveland. And, uh, I mean, wouldn't surprise me if we see seven, eight. I don't know what the record is for, for the conference. But uh, let's just say that uh, the SEC will continue to uh, have their uh, member schools' uh, names uh, said on uh, the first night of the draft. And 
throughout all three days of uh, the NFL draft. One more segment with Dan Matthews right after this. We got tons of tournament action this weekend as we head into the Sweet 16, and Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way for you to bet on all your sports action. College basketball keeps rolling on. Sweet 16 this weekend, Elite Eight, and then we'll have the Final Four a week from now. You want to make sure that you are making it interesting. Uh, look, let's face it, your bracket is busted by now. Bet Online has got you covered with all the latest, latest updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. They get you covered with all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to betonline.ag right now. You can do so on your mobile device, on your tablet, on your uh, laptop, whatever you have. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Head to betonline.ag right now. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. Get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And get to placing some wagers in some of those games this weekend. Like I said, your bracket is busted already. You already lost that money. Let's get in and start making some money on the games this weekend at BetOnline. They are your online sportsbook experts. We've been telling you guys about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar covered in 100% chocolate on all their bars. And now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. They're calling it Built Bar Madness. And today's matchup is a good one. It is Mint Brownie versus the Chocolate Puff. i got to be honest. I've been a fan of the Mint Brownie for a while. Didn't have the Chocolate Puff until this week. Got to try one, and that might be my favorite now. Um, I'm split on this vote. I'm going to defer to you guys. If you want to get in on the voting, just go to BuiltBar.com or Bar underscore Built on Twitter, and you can vote on which one you think should win this matchup. I might lean the mid-brownie, but the coconut puff is swaying my vote this week. And remember, if you find something you like at BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get a 15% off uh, on your next order. That is LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. Are you guys ready for the NFL Draft? Join Locked On NFL Draft hosts Trevor Sakima and Benjamin Solak as they give you their latest positional rankings and analysis on 2021 draft prospects with team-centric guest mocks. Right around the corner, follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on radio.com, on the app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Continuing on with our buddy Dan Matthews, executive producer of the Chuck Oliver Show. And Dan, I saw uh, Alabama announce some more particulars for their A-Day game. Uh, so it's, tickets will be sold to the general public for $5 a piece starting on April 10th. Doesn't state yet the capacity limitations. I know more schools are starting to ramp it up, at least with baseball attendance and softball attendance. And I don't know if they're going to hit that 100,000-seat uh, mark for Bryant-Denny Stadium, but they're going to try to put as many people in there as possible. As spring practice rolls on, do we start to get a little bit more feeling like we're returning to a little bit more normalcy now? Oh, there's no doubt about it. I think that that's a good thing, too. I mean, I... I appreciate the fact that uh, it's at least being embraced and that it's at least a possibility right now. And where we sit in late March, it definitely has to make you feel good about early September. I mean, because it seems like daily, Chris, I'm no doctor, I'm no scientist, but it seems like we get positive reports and 
not only vaccines going into arms, but also the efficacy of it and the fact that it seems like the numbers are going down nationwide. And, and that's something that we definitely have wanted to see. So, um, you know, it, at least we've got time on our, on our side in terms of uh, luxury of being able to get to that point. I mean, you know, it's just kind of one of those things for perspective. And Chuck's brought this up on the show numerous times is how awesome is it at this time of the year when just a year ago we were talking about, gosh, are we even going to have a season? I mean, remember, it was about this time that we had Kirk Curbstreet kind of sounding the alarms of saying, I don't think we're going to have a college football season. And everybody, what do you mean we're not going to have a college football season? <laughs> now, I mean, it's so great that we're to the point of, of the pandemic that the question is, all right, we really truly believe that we can have full capacity stadiums and we're planning to have full capacity and we'll plan on, on, on moving back from that uh, if uh, we need to. I think uh, another part too, that's kind of the, um, you know, side of the optimistic here is uh, the big 10 just announcing that they're going to allow attendance at uh, their uh, spring sporting events. And, you know, the big 10 was the one who kind of sounded the alarm at the beginning with all of this of saying, Hey, we're going to, uh, we're going to postpone our season until the, possibly the spring. And then later, once they realized, huh, we probably jumped the gun a little bit. We didn't need to do that. We could very much have a season, and we will have a season now. Um, but uh, I, I think if they're deciding uh, that it's, uh, it, it, it's uh, in a good spot to be able to move to where people can come and watch uh, sporting events, you know, if, not, if, if nothing else at a limited capacity, uh, still it's, it's encouraging. So, um, you know, just – Hope that it continues to go this way um, in, in what it sounds like on a daily basis. Like I said, again, I'm not a medical professional, but it sounds like that they believe that the trends are going that direction. And hopefully uh, we are able to uh, get to that point because, you know, man, I, I know that I'm looking forward to as a fan days that I go as a fan and not as a credentialed member of the media. Uh, I look forward to be able to uh, have a couple of pops out in the parking lot and be around people and, be excited about going in and, and watching a huge game that night um, and, and uh, being able to uh, do a little bit of tailgating. Uh, but uh, also, too, as a member of the media, I, I think that uh, we, over the last year, have definitely missed that personal interaction uh, that you can have with players and coaches and, and be able to get to know them on a personal level that uh, is a little bit harder to do through a computer screen. So, uh, like I said, hopefully we can uh, get back to that point. And we're in uh, late March. So, uh, definitely, like I said, uh, we've got uh, a little bit of time to work with. Yeah, somebody who's already gotten his vaccine shot, I'm ready to go. Ready for uh, SEC Media Days, ready for being in SEC stadiums this fall. Uh, Dan, as teams uh, continue on through the spring, I know Florida started very early, and you know I think they've already wrapped up most of their spring uh, activities. Emory Jones has shown signs of being the guy and, and you know stepping forward and filling that void that Kyle Trask had. But looking across the SEC from Texas A&M to Mississippi State to Tennessee, Vanderbilt, give me one or two storylines you're real interested to see play out this spring. Well, I definitely want to see uh, if uh, LSU is able to uh, bring the positive momentum that they had from last year's season and, and bring it into uh, this year. I mean, because I think, uh, like yourself, uh, Chris, you know, somebody who uh, pays a lot of attention to that program, uh, you know, it looked like that things were starting to unravel for Ed Ogeron at the beginning of last season and midway through that season. And it really wasn't until you got those huge things at Florida and Ole Miss that I think he kind of looked around and said, okay, you know, they're going to make some changes. Uh, I think we can agree that that's going to happen. And then I think it was interesting to hear his comments yesterday where he talked about, you know, uh, there were some coaches on my staff last year that I didn't even interview. 
and I think people are kind of looking around. They're like, what? Like, you're, you're the head coach of a major SEC football program coming off a national title, and you didn't even interview the guys that were coming in who, you know, I think we can probably guess who those people are. But, you know, him talking about how he's going to be more hands-on with it. Um, we'll see how that goes because, I mean, some coaches don't mind uh, the constant, um, you know, checking from uh, coaches and kind of the, I don't know if micromanaging is the right word, but at least, if nothing else, closer surveillance probably is the more operative word there. So uh, I think that's going to be interesting. The quarterback situation, I mean, who do you go with? Do you go with Miles Brennan or do you go with Max, uh, Max Johnson or does TJ Finley find his way in there? And then Texas A&M is another one that I think is pretty interesting. I know that Zach Calzada, the quarterback's name, has been thrown out there as somebody that could possibly step forward and be the quarterback this year for A&M. Uh, but uh, I think the question that I have is the players that you lose from last year's team and, you know, really trying to uh, find the right quarterback and, and also try to take that step forward as a program because a lot of people believing in Jimbo Fisher's team uh, for uh, 2021 to be a top 10 preseason team, I think the question with them too is are they good enough to beat Alabama? Are they good enough to compete in the SEC West? Uh, both of those questions have been no's the last few years. And this year, they at least competed, but they still didn't pass the Alabama test. So I think that's going to be another one, uh, too, as well, to uh, pay attention to. But a lot of people I talk with close to that program feel very good about what they have up front on the offensive and defensive front. And, uh, you know, if, if you're going to compete in the SEC, you definitely have to be strong in both of those categories. So it sounds like Jimbo Fisher is at least building that program into uh, being one that uh, can compete. And then uh, one uh, quick one, uh, Auburn. I think that's going to be interesting to see how much of an impact does Mike Bobo and Brian Horson have on Bo Nix because the talent is there. It's just been really kind of uh, the, the details and the intricacies of his game that I think have kind of uh, kept him from being a very good quarterback in this league. Yeah, I am so intrigued by Auburn. We're actually going to talk with our buddy Zach Blackerby, host of Locked On Auburn, tomorrow to get a little preview on that. But that is uh, that is such an intriguing hire. And, you know, where does Auburn go? Do they uh, move back? Do they move forward? Or do they kind of stay the same? Really interesting uh, to, to track them this offseason. Dan Matthews, you can follow him on Twitter at Dan Matthews with one T-A-T-L on Twitter. And, of course, he's the executive producer for Chuck Oliver and uh, filling in as the host of the Chuck Oliver Show this week. Uh, what you got the rest of the week on the show? Yeah, so um, Thursday's show, uh, we're going to talk with Seth Emerson of The Athletic. He had a really interesting story nationally uh, that uh, dropped uh, on Wednesday about the 72 hours where remember I talked about the Big Ten in the Pac-12 when they decided that they were going to postpone their season, uh, the 72 hours that saved the college football season as we know it. Um, and so it's going to be interesting to talk with him about that. He, of course, as part of his day job uh, with uh, The Athletic, is the Georgia beat writer. So, of course, George Pickens will come up. We'll talk that with him. Uh, also, uh, J.G. Tate of um, AuburnSports.com. Uh, speaking of Auburn, we're going to talk with him uh, a little bit tomorrow as well. So uh, we have that to look forward to. Uh, just a, a quick plug, uh, if you ever miss the Chuck Oliver Show, the Southern Sports Today app is available for download on the Apple uh, iTunes store, but also uh, Google Play as well. And uh, we post uh, both hours daily of the show. So if you miss any part of it, you can always go there, check out the show. We always appreciate the downloads. We always appreciate the likes, the subscriptions. And, of course, we always appreciate our listeners. Well, I just uh, I just downloaded the app, so there you go. You got another. Uh, there you another go. I, I, there. I, 
the, the, the quick, the quick, the quick plug and the quick pitch. It, it definitely works. So I feel good about myself. I have so many podcasts I listen to, Dan. It's uh, it's unreal. I get backed up sometimes, but I'm in the car a lot, so uh, I can always listen to it. And I'll be checking you out this week, man, over on the uh, the Chuck Oliver Show. Thanks so much for the time, Dan. Always good to catch up. Chris, it's always great. All right, buddy. Thanks so much. That's Dan Matthews there, uh, executive producer of the Chuck Oliver Show and filling in for Chuck this week as the host of the Chuck Oliver Show. Always good to uh, catch up with him. One more thing real quick on the uh, basketball front. We'll get into previewing some of the uh, Sweet 16 games going into this weekend. Obviously, Arkansas and Alabama both in there. But Trey Mann over at Florida, the uh, guy who's been the dynamic scorer and really been the leader of Florida down the stretch of this season, announced he is heading to the NBA draft. Tweeted out, I've decided to take the next step in my basketball career. We'll declare for the 2021 NBA draft. To Gator Nation, your love and support will always hold a special place in my heart. So best of luck to Trey Mann entering the NBA draft. That is going to do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. As I mentioned, Zach Blackerby, Locked on Auburn, going to join us. We'll talk some Auburn Tigers with him and get to previewing the uh, Alabama and Arkansas Sweet 16 matchups. Talk to you guys tomorrow.